A reading from the Gospel of Matthew. After the Sabbath, at dawn, on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothes as white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples. He has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly, Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him clasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers and sisters to go to Galilee. There they will see me. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. So let me just begin by saying how happy I am to be here and to be with all of you on this blessed Easter morning. And I will promise you that the message this morning will be squarely focused on the promise of hope that comes from a life of faith rooted in the story that we have heard this morning. But this story really, really has its power, I think, when we understand the larger context of the movement of this week. And so for just a few moments, I go back to Friday. I go back to the world that we live in where all the statistics of deaths of despair have risen dramatically. I need to go back and, and say out loud that most healthcare professionals are literally overwhelmed with people who may not be about to hurt themselves, but people who are hurting in very, very deep places. And then I quote these words from one pediatrician 
During the COVID pandemic, I, along with most pediatricians, have seen an exponential rise in teenagers admitted to the hospital with suicidal thoughts and attempts. Some had been lonely and contemplating it for a while. Some made rash and seemingly sudden decisions. But make no mistake, the pandemic has uniquely impacted everyone, but especially adolescents. Social isolation, constant uncertainty, stress, and fear have plagued their lives. The cases up more than 50%. And so it implores me to ask us this morning as we step into the Easter message, what, what might we be missing? What might we be failing to teach young and old alike. Esteemed social scientist Pauline Boss makes a simple declaration. She says we are hope sick. That we're hope sick. And then she goes on and she says this, which I think is revealing and also insightful. We have lost the practiced capacity to make meaning out of difficult circumstances. She says one more thing. And to live inside of a faith that believes in the hard earned possibility of new hope. The Bible's full of this message of hope. Isaiah says, hope in the Lord and it will renew your strength. Jeremiah says, I know the plans I have for you, plans to give you more hope and a better future. Ephesians says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. That's really great language. That the eyes of your heart might be enlightened in order that you would know the hope to which God has called you. And I got to say, I just I just love that message. I just I love that language. Because I do, I do think that too many people are living without an identity that is grounded in hope. And I think a hope that is grounded in the story of our faith. But to cultivate that, it is so important for us to go beyond platitudes or imperatives It may actually ring hollow to say to somebody, trust in the Lord, have faith, be hopeful. I can just see people rolling their eyes as if somehow it's too pious or it's too naive. 
So how do we tell people the story? How do we, how do we bring Easter to people in a way that resonates, makes sense, connects with human experience? Offers a new way of seeing reality and human existence and life itself. And I want to say, because it's true for me, that that is the story that you've heard this morning. This story that we say over and over again is deep and honest and resonant with the human experience. So what's the story? Well, first and foremost, it's a story about a man named Jesus. Try not to project onto the story. Try not to start with too many negative assumptions or associations. Try not to get caught thinking about what you don't believe is true. That's an easy one. Because what if the truth is simply more elemental? He came into the world. He talked about how important it was for each one of us to have a relationship with God. A benevolent God. He talked about a God who sees you. Not only for who you are, but who you might become. He talked about a God who wants you to understand that no matter how hard it may seem, there is a future worth believing in and there's a future worth fighting for. That's a big one. A future worth believing in and a future worth fighting for. And this, this guy, this guy named Jesus, acknowledged over and over again how much fear permeates our lives. He would talk about how we must overturn the dominant values of privilege and status and success. That kind of speech got him ridiculed. That kind of speech would lead to a violent death. But he wasn't deterred from the message. Not, not once. Not deterred by ridicule. Not deterred by hatred. Not deterred by judgment. He stayed with empathy and he stayed with compassion. He stayed with Forgiveness, he stayed with nonviolence. He told us that love can and will win. And then he gave up his spirit to the creator and the master of the universe. And it's, it's, it's actually right there that the story turns to something miraculous, if you dare to believe it. 
His followers were grief-stricken in the ways that we are sometimes grief-stricken. The dream was over. A new order wasn't going to come. But then there's an empty tomb. His spirit left the tomb. His spirit came out into the light of day so that we actually could see it. The spirit came out searching for his followers and would-be followers. That same spirit brought people together to pray and to feed the hungry and to encourage forgiveness of friend and foe, to teach us how to love our enemies. That that spirit didn't die. It, 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 It didn't stay where it was. It came out into the light for us to actually see it. And... That spirit is the anchor of our hope. That's the spirit that brings us each Sunday to Talmadge Hill. And that's the spirit that you hear in the choir. And that's the spirit that would take us into New York City to feed the homeless poor. That's the spirit that would encourage many of us to get into recovery. It is the anchor of our hope. It is the thing that is resurrected over and over and over again. And it's the most amazing good news if you dare to believe it. No matter the circumstances of our lives. I love what Tim Keller said when he was talking about this. And by the way, Tim Keller is a well-known pastor, is dying of pancreatic cancer. He said, every nail in the cross has driven me deeper into the unquenchable power of God's love. Hmm. So I wonder, I wonder how we would Teach people how to lay claim to hope. You know, a kind of hope that would be the best possible way for us to go forward. Which is to say, how does the Easter story and the message of hope give us the best chance to have a flourishing life? A few years ago, there was a major research project about two critical elements of hope that one must ascertain. So I, I, do, I do want you to hear these two things because I think they're very, very helpful. The first is it is essential for human beings to ascertain their place in a bigger more coherent story. In other words, your story is not just your story. 
Your story is not solely dependent on your experience, whatever that may be. Your experience of setbacks, disappointments, frustrations, or anything else. Your story can and does belong to a bigger story, God's story, which started from the beginning. And we claim here that God has seen it all, right? Slavery and war and divorce, depression, loneliness, confusion. But we're right here this morning and we're right here in the Easter message that says there's actually a continuation of the story. And that's that's one of the things I wish I could say to everybody who's hurting. Yeah, they're bad days and yes, they're bad weeks. But God's resurrected spirit is still alive and well. The birds sing and the sun comes up. And people are coming together to worship so that they might see something new. Here's another pastor who I want to read you the first line in his uh, Easter sermon a few years ago. Preparation for Easter reminds us that we have been locked in a room with many open doors. Locked in a room with many, many open doors. You, you belong. You belong to a bigger story. So in this research project, the second essential facet of hope is this simple idea we hear about over and over again, that if you're in a bigger story that actually is a coherent story, you're a part of it and you have purpose. Which is another thing that I think it's so easy to lose sight of. There's something we call God. God revealed. That says you have this incredibly important part to play in the world's unfolding. You are not on the outside looking in. You can lean in. You can let go. You can surrender. How can I be a part of that great plan? And it's not that complicated, right? We, we make it complicated. But who can I support today? Who can I encourage today? Who can I feed today? Who can I forgive today? And that's the message. Receive the miracle of a living spirit and take it in and give it away. Practice resurrection. Because every single one of you has seen the light that comes through the crack and knows somebody who needs to see the light that comes through the crack. It's not abstract. It's not even religious. 
It's about new life. That's why we say Christ is risen. So I'm going to close with my favorite Easter story. Some of you have heard it before. It was a day like today. It was sunny and cool, and I was golfing with my very close friend, Chris Shada. And we were up at the Yale Golf Course in New Haven. And Chris, who likes to get everything put together, had gotten caddies for us. So right before we started, my caddy walked up to the first tee. He looked a little disheveled. He was limping. He introduced himself as Bruce, but he was hard to understand because his speech was slurred and he stuttered. And I thought, oh my God, this is my guy? This is my guy? He's not possibly going to get around 18 holes. And to make matters worse, he was a chatterbox and I was playing terribly and he talked nonstop. So here I am, I'm kind of whispering under my breath, please shut up. And he didn't and my golf game that day was all over the place. I got more and more irritated. And then on the eighth hole, I decided, you know what? I'm going to ask this guy what his story is. Bruce, what is your story? Kind of snarky. You know what he said? He said, I was a golf professional. And 10 years ago, I was in a terrible, terrible accident. And they told me I wouldn't walk again. And I spent two years in hospitals and rehab facilities. And I was heartbroken. And I'm sitting there going, oh my God. (laughs) Bruce, I'm so sorry. And then he welled up and there were tears running down his face and he says, but here I am, I'm still a part of the game that I love. Here I am. I'm still a part of the game that I love. So there we were on the eighth green, two men with tears running down their face on the Yale golf course in New Haven. Broken body, broken speech. And a new beginning. Yeah, yeah, they're hard days. Hard weeks and hard seasons. But you are a part of a bigger story. And you have a big purpose in that bigger story.
And it is an Easter purpose, and it has nothing to do with how successful you are. It has everything to do with how open your heart is. You bet. Christ is risen. Risen indeed. Thanks be to God.
Oh,